Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Joe Vore Podcast, JV Podcast Network, The Bachelor Roundup with Daniel McGuire, Episode 5. Before we get into this episode, this recap, remember, just a reminder, every single Tuesday, our Bachelor recap is out on YouTube, Joe Vore. On YouTube, subscribe. We're also available, audio version, Apple and Spotify, the Joe Vore Podcast. Be sure to follow, rate, review, subscribe, all of that good stuff. So Joe Vore, Daniel McGuire, you know him. Season 12, The Bachelorette, Seasons 3 and 4, Bachelor in Paradise. Daniel, we're stringing along some interesting episodes here. I'm, I'm glad that they've been able to keep your attention. We haven't talked a ton about it, but I know, knowing you, know, doing these recaps, I know that you enjoyed last night's episode. Uh, yeah, it was all right. I mean, I didn't have to fast forward as much as <laughs> I have previous episodes. Um so yeah, it was all right. Uh, I mean, who doesn't like some drama and it's entertaining? Absolutely. We're going to get into, we open up with Queen Victoria. We see her from you know, a little bit of foreshadowing of, of her breaking down. And immediately, I'm locked in. Immediately, I'm like, I'm going to love this episode. We see our queen. Um, she She's like the, she's falling like the Roman Empire. At least she thinks that she is because she built herself. She's out of screen. She's out of touch. She's like all the way up here. And by the end of the episode, we'll get to it. She is beneath the dirt. She spiraled out of control. Um, I really liked also seeing some girls on their morning walks, walking around the property. And there's like this rivalry going between the newbies and the OGs. It, it's like the Montagues and the Capulets, the, the Jets and the Sharks, the people versus OJ, whatever you want to call it. We have a rivalry here. The newbies and the OGs, they're button heads. They're going at it. They're, they're looking at each other. They're talking shit. Like anytime they pass each other, it's it's awkward. It's tense. And I love it. Which one is OJ though? The OGs. The, oh, the people. Oh, God. I'm not going to get into that. I was just trying to make a comparison, man. Quit nitpicking. Who killed who, you know? I don't know. Well, I think Queen Victoria committed bachelorette suicide with all of her nonsense. We're going to talk about her spiral. Um, but remember, so we left off last week with Katie going to talk to Matt one-on-one about all the toxicity, all the bullying, and everything that's kind of going on in the house, specifically, especially with Queen Victoria. So that's where we leave off. That happens, and then we see Matt address the entire room like, hey, like I don't want to be hearing this. Like basically, you know, he, he's a little bit nicer, but essentially what, what he's saying is like, grow up. I don't need to be – I'm trying to find a wife here. I don't want to be dealing – like this is ridiculous. Like don't bully each other. We're all adults here. Let's try to get along. We understand not everyone's going to be best friends, but don't be talking shit. Don't be spreading rumors and things like that. We're going to get into that, but – um. So, like I said, he, he addresses the girls. He grabs Brittany, who, again, was one of the new girls. She came in. She was the one that's like, I'm going to make up for last time, a lost time. She makes out with Matt. Uh, Anna spreads the rumor that she's an escort about how she got messages before this, that she knows all the rich guys in Chicago, all that stuff. And we addressed it last week, but I don't think we realized just how, like, awful it was that, like, Anna saying those things is awful. And like, you just can't say that. I don't think we realized how big of a deal that was last week until we kind of really saw it all unfold when Matt and Anna spoke one-on-one. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised it turned out to be a pretty big deal just to call someone on national TV and know that she's an escort back home. True or not. Um, 
Yeah. So I'm not totally surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised either. I, I just, for some reason, at least me on my end, I didn't realize how big it was last week because that could truly ruin, again, like you said, true or not, could ruin someone's life. Like that's slander, libel, whatever you want to call it. It's a big deal. And so as everyone's talking, Anna knows that she's fucked. And even Queen Victoria was like, yeah, you said it. You're the one. So Queen Victoria is going after Anna. Um, so, so Matt grabs Anna. They're going to talk one-on-one. And my first question, the first thing I wrote down here in my notes was, is she going to do the right thing? Is she going to fess up to it? Is she going to be straight up with Matt? Like, yes, I said this. And honestly, even though she went home here, I thought the situation on both ends were handled correctly and the right way. Anna admitted what she did. She was straight up about it. She apologized. I think she was relatively sincere and she owned up to it. And Matt accepted the apology, listened to her. And I thought he handled it very maturely. Like, Hey, you know, this is a slip up. This is a mistake. I don't hate you, but I also just can't have that in the house. And I think he made the right decision to send her home, even though it seemed like they were building a connection. Yeah, no, I agree. I, uh, I think he did the right choice and I give him respect or I have respect for him for doing that. It's what I would have done probably as well. So yeah, absolutely. So, so all that went pretty smoothly, not really for Anna, but it all kind of went the way it should have gone in, in, in a fair real world. Um, so while that's going on, the new girls are starting to expose Queen Victoria to Matt. They're not afraid of her. They're not whatever. They're just like, who, like, how is she still here? Like, I think the new girls were truly astonished that like, compared to some of the other girls that got sent home, whether they were anything or not, that this is one of the girls that's still around. Uh, Ryan uh, talks about how she's one of the new girls, how Queen Victoria called her, uh, you know, or I don't know if she, did she say she called her a hoe or basically made it well, seem like you're a dancer. Right. So kind of insinuated, kind of like nudge, nudge, like, oh, she's a dancer. She's a hoe. Kind of like Terry Hoyt style from the, uh, from the other guys. These, these bars are horizontal, Terry, not in here shaking it for dollar bills. Um, so, and this is where Queen Victoria, I like to say she went like full Donald Trump here where she was like. I'm literally the only one. I'm the best one to be his wife. Uh, not these other losers. Uh, she's calling out, uh, like basically calling the other girls like fake news. Like they're lying. They're, they don't know what's going on. They're not saying anything. So, you know, they're not saying the truth. Yeah. She definitely fell off the deep end. And, uh, she kind of went, uh, a little bit crazy there. Um, and this kind of, usually I find this happens where it's around episode five, where, you know, the producers are like, okay, if you've had enough of her time to give her the boot, maybe they try to keep her around and they, you know, they, maybe they got mad to give her a rose previous episodes. You know, I don't know that for sure, but some a lot of people speculate on that. And, uh, I think also because, uh, they address this bullying thing and then they figure like if they keep her around, it looks like they're keeping around a possible bully. So it, it looks bad on their end as well. So, um, I think, I know, I think no one's really surprised that Victoria went home. Right, yeah. If this was a TV show, her character wasn't meant to be around for ten seasons or even an entire season. She she had a clear arc, five or six episodes. You know, makes it kind of halfway through there in the middle before anything gets too serious. And like you said, that whole stick, that whole thing, because there's no real connection there between her and Matt. I can't believe they've even kissed. 
Um, but it was definitely time for her to go. I, I think you're exactly right. Yeah, gross. I know it's pretty for the people not for the people just listening. Daniel just. Well, I'm not. A, I mean, I just don't find her attractive, and so yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm just saying for the people that are just listening audio, Matt hit his mute button and threw up, and but he's he's back now. He's okay. Or Daniel threw yeah. up, not Matt. Matt Matt probably threw up too. Um, so yeah, so she's in a full spiral. Uh, she's just losing her mind. It's rose ceremony time now. She's back in there. And the final rose, no surprise, goes to Serena. Well, no, no, the final rose goes to Serena C. What I'm getting at here is the final rose, nor any rose, went to Queen Victoria. And like we said, she goes home. No huge surprise here. She went about as long as, as she could make it. Um, are you going to miss her? Uh, no, I got tired of her as well. She kind of got annoying and, and uh, was just too negative, too bitchy. And uh, it wasn't as funny as you know once yeah. it was at the beginning. Right, right. What's it like? Go back to when you didn't get a rose. What does that feel like in the moment? Um, well, I wasn't totally surprised because, I mean, you know, after – three weeks, you know, having to spend, you know, 30 to 45 minutes with, you know, Jojo, I, you know, I was kind of like, you know, if I go home, I go home. I don't take it personal. I mean, she doesn't really know me and right. I don't really know her. So it's really hard to have a connection, at least with the amount of time you get. So, um, obviously, you know, it kind of sucks to home because, you know, you want to stick around a little bit longer, um, you know, possibly get more airtime, you know, possibly go travel, um, you know, just how to keep this experience going. But at the same time, I think I, I remember after three weeks, I'm just like, okay, like this is kind of like a joke, um, you know, because again, what the viewers see on TV, you know, they didn't, the viewers didn't really see what actually happened. And I remember a lot of the guys just acting like idiots, um, you know, that that the viewers didn't get to see. And I'm just right. like, this is, I'm just kind of over, I felt like I was at a frat house, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it was like, you know what, if I go home, I don't really care anymore because I'm just kind of over it. Right, right. So, it's date card time now. Rachel gets the one-on-one. They bring in this celebrity stylist, do a little shopping, this whole little makeshift fashion show, Matt and Rachel one-on-one, trying on dresses, trying all these different things. And I love how they set these things up. Uh, you know, when she comes back from the date, all the girls, of course, are sitting there and she comes back in this lovely dress with like just arm-to-arm with shopping bags. I mean, they obviously do that on purpose. Like that's, that's hilarious. I love that stuff. I mean, like, obviously I'm not a girl, but man, those dresses, to me, I didn't find them good. I found them kind of like, they look like retro, like from the 1970s or 80s or 90s. I don't know. I didn't like them, but uh, obviously good for her. You know, I'm sure they weren't cheap. I found it kind of funny, though. He's putting on the, the, uh, her shoe or whatever. Right. It's kind of like Cinderella, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. They're going to play into to all of that stuff. Um, so now before we get back to Rachel, another date card arrives. It's the group date card. And finally, my girl Kit, not on the date card. She gets the one-on-one. We're going to talk about her, uh, her one-on-one later. Um, but let's go back to Rachel real quick. They're one-on-one. Uh, this was a really strong, uh, date that I felt like there was a mutual connection and she expressed to Matt that she was falling in love with him. And Matt expressed it back to her. He said he was falling in love back to her. Of course, she gets the rose. Um, I want to ask you, because I kind of feel this. After that date, 
Do you think you feel I, I might be in love. I, I'm vicar I'm vicariously living through them. I'm vicariously in love with them. But do you think she is the favorite to take home the final rose right now? If you had to put some standings together, some power rankings, do you think she'd be at the top of the list? I think she'd be my number one right now. I, yeah, I think she's in the top four for sure. Um, so this is her first one-on-one. And just, it's just crazy, again, how after being on these shows and knowing how things work, it's just talking about love after, you know, being on one, 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 one-on-one date, you know? Right. It just, I can't wrap my head around it. Right. So like we said, date goes great. She gets the rose. Obviously, Rachel locks it up. Really, really good date there with Matt. It's group date time. Farming, I know you got excited about this. This is right up your alley. You always talk to me about tractors and all these other things. I know how much I'm gonna, I know how much you like it um, in your high rise. I do like the outdoors, and I do. I did grow up in a small city, but yeah, I mean, it was good for these girls to get dirty and uh, you know actually you know show some personality. Yeah, my, my girl, my Ohio girl MJ had a tough day at the farm. MJ had a tough day at the farm. What's that? I'm not a big fan of MJ. Yeah, we're let's get to we'll, we'll get to MJ here in a second because there's some more that's coming. Um, so cocktail party, it gets pretty intense, pretty heavy here, pretty deep with Abigail. Remember, everyone, Abigail is the one. She's deaf, and she talks to Matt. She's kind of having some internal struggle a little bit because she talks about, hey. I really like you. Things are going well. There's a mutual connection there. But she, she was really worried that going forward, forward, she knows that she wants to have a family of her own one day. And she expressed to Matt that she's really worried, kind of just kind of airing out you know, her, her thoughts here, that there'd be a great chance if she were to have kids of her own that they would be deaf. And you know, she really expresses this to Matt. And, you know, because... Like, is there a good chance that it gets passed on? I didn't, I, I didn't know that. I guess it would be a genetic thing, but that's what she said when she was talking one-on-one -on -one with Matt. Um, so obviously she, she would know. Um, so, so, you know, that, that must be true. And, and, and Matt really kind of puts her at ease. Matt really likes Abigail. I think, and she also got the first rose of this entire season. Uh, so, so Matt really likes her and really puts her at ease. And of course, to no surprise, really, Abigail goes on to get, the group date rose. Would you put her in the top four as well? I think right now she's in the top four. I don't see them ending up together, but I would put her in the top four. Yeah. Th th that, that's kind of yeah. how I see it right now. Um, I think I saw a spoiler where it was like there was a top four. I came across my Instagram. Don't tell me. Don't. I can't remember who it was. I had a I have a rough idea, but obviously I'm not gonna say who it was. Or, okay. Yeah. Don't but. don't say that. So so Matt and MJ they're speaking one on one, and some MJ controversy has been brought to Matt's attention, and all of a sudden MJ's on the hot seat here. She's being accused of causing divide within the house. She keeps saying her new name for me is M. I lead by example, J. She she just said that over and over again. It was. Varsity versus JV. She'd be a great politician because every time people were like throwing shit at her, she was just deflecting and avoiding and talking, trying to talk about other things. So MJ is really on the hot seat here. Like we said, um, the, the rose goes to Abigail. And we're, we're going to finish up with MJ because there, there's a little bit at the end. But before we get to there, let's talk about Kit's one-on-one. -on -one. First off, 
Who's her mom? Who, who, her mom is apparently this like fashion design icon or something. Did, did, oh, I, I, I didn't know who I, I, I didn't do any research. I don't know who her mom is. Uh, but she, she gets her wish from earlier in the episode where she really wanted to do some cooking stuff with Matt. Uh, so she gets to do that. They're making desserts. Um, now, so, so let's rewind, right? Rachel on that one-on-one date, her and Matt both say that they're falling in love. It went, she said it, he said it back. Now on this date, Kit says it to Matt. Matt doesn't say it back. But he does appear very happy. The date still felt it wasn't awkward. She still gets the rose. But would you read anything into that? And like, I want to know, is it possible to, to be happy that someone says that to you, but you don't say it back, but you would say it back to another person? Like, like, like what do you read? Of the, break like, down this one. Maybe he just feels like, oh, I just said it. I just said love, you know, yesterday. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to say it again. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. I've never been in that situation, so I can't really say. But maybe it just feels like can't can't be thrown around this word every every day. Right. You know, good for him, I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's a kind of a funny situation because nowhere in life, nowhere in the real world, do you tell that say that you're falling in love with someone, and if they don't say it back, like you're pissed. You're like, what? I, I just put my heart out here for you, and you're just like. Oh, cool. Like, yeah, I like you too. Like, no, I said that I love you. Like, like in the real world, like, like if you had, like, like if I had a girlfriend and I told her I was falling in love with her and she was like, oh yeah, that's great. I'd be like, oh shit. Like we're about to break up. This is super awkward now, but on the bachelor, you can say it. And as long as he smiles and kisses you and gives you the rose after who gives a shit. It's crazy. It's uh, these circumstances aren't like in real life. And so really what it's very different. I thought this was super real, man. You're like ruining this for me. What the heck? I hate to break it to you, but ah, uh, damn it. Ah, you broke it. You just ruined it. It's like Santa Claus all over again. It's my 16th birthday. What? Um, so the date goes well. Date goes swimmingly. Card arrives. Is this another date card? Not another date card. This is a different kind of card. MJ and Josenia. It says, I need to know the truth. From Matt, obviously. It's like a two-on-one date. Yes, the two-on-one. Now, we talked about it. I've talked about it before we even did this. Two-on-ones, and we saw this with Tasha. Two-on-ones never go well. Here's how they go. It's a bunch of shit talking back and forth. The Bachelor, the Bachelorette in the middle, puts up with it for a little bit, and then finally says, shut the fuck up. What is going on here? They kind of hash it out, and this is how it goes. One person doesn't get a rose, they're gone. The other person lasts one, maybe, maybe if they're lucky, two more rose ceremonies and they're gone. I don't know if yeah. anyone's ever been on a two-on-one like this where there's controversy, there's he said, she said, she said, she said in this situation. No one ever really makes it that far. It's pretty much a death sentence. You're either going home or you're packing up your bags and leaving within the next two rose ceremonies. Um, no, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, and again, I during my seasons, I always try to stay from the drama. Um, right. And kind of avoid it. Kind of bite my tongue at times or be the bigger man or just try not to rat people out. Um, yeah, and uh, I mean, I remember there was a two-on-one in my season. And uh, I mean, yeah, they both eventually went home, obviously. And, uh, I mean, don't, it's just one of these things. It's hard to know he said, she said, she said, or who's in the right, who's in the wrong. 
and uh, it's really hard to know if you're the you know if you're Matt for example. You're like, well, what do I do? Yeah. She's saying this. She's saying that. I don't. Who am I supposed to believe? Yeah. And it's so funny. Like obviously they wouldn't do this, but I just think about sports. Like sports has replay, right? You can in football you can throw a challenge flag or the booth can do it. Like could, should, couldn't shouldn't Matt be able to go to Chris Harrison and be like, all right, show me the tapes. Like what the hell's going on here? Like this is a big decision. And what's her face was saying that uh, when this all plays back, everyone will see and you'll to see what actually went down. Very aware. But obviously, obviously, you know that doesn't help them at this that given no. time. But right, right. So so they go back and forth, back and forth. Nothing gets resolved yet. They're going back and forth. Matt eventually walks in, and that's where we find out this episode is to be continued. But before we sign off, there is another outsider that is about to enter the Bachelor world. And it appears, this is someone that we know. I didn't look her up. I don't know, has she been on the show before? Is this someone Matt knows? Like, what's the deal here? I just know... I'm all here for it. I think it's going to be really fun. This is going to be awesome from an entertainment yeah. aspect. Yeah. I don't know who she is, but again, I don't watch the pre- I haven't watched previous seasons. Um, but yeah, any sort of curveballs adds extra excitement and entertainment for us as the viewers. So I'm all down for it, you know? It's great. No, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm here for it. Yeah, it, it's great. It's like science class when we're talking about when, when new things enter the habitat when new outside predators prey whatever it is enter your environment you're saying like this new girl looks like predator or something no that's not what i'm saying i'm trying to make an analogy here man you're killing me i'm just going back to my fifth grade science class when 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 new outside factors come into your habitat your living environment shit hits the fan and that's what's about to happen here it's gonna be awesome it should be good i mean it gives me something to look forward to, I guess. Yeah, it does for sure. Well, that's it. That's it for week five. We're going to be back next Tuesday with week six. Remember YouTube, Joe Vor. This is coming out every Tuesday. Subscribe, hit the bell. So you never miss an episode. If you just want to listen to the audio version, can't stand what's going on here. Daniel's all good. If you're worried about me, audio version, Apple and Spotify, the Joe Vore podcast. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. We'll talk to you guys next Tuesday.